0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John DeBauwes. When it comes to losses, nobody likes to lose. Well, when it comes to your business, security is at the forefront. Whether it be securing your personnel, your property, your building. We called upon the pioneer of the industry, Howard Feldman, of Pioneer Security Services. We're going to talk about what it takes to secure your property in today's technology. This isn't your grandmother's dog guarding the front door. This is real time, and today it is security all the way here on Business Soup. So pull up a chair, sit on down, because we're serving up the best when it comes business security right here on Business Soup. Howard, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you because there's nothing better than making sure that I get to keep all my stuff because we never have enough stuff and we always have places to put it. And business security (laughs) is one of those areas where a lot of my stuff is. I'm starting to sound like George Carlin. Let's talk about what is Pioneer Security Services and how did it evolve into Pioneer Security?
1: The name Pioneer was chosen for two reasons. A, I like the logo of Pioneer Electronics that made the stereo systems back in the 70s when the business started. So our logo is stylized different, but uh, similar to that, if you will. I think they've changed theirs over the years. And I thought Pioneer was Probably the right title, because I've always enjoyed being on the leading edge of electronic security innovations. As a pioneer in the field, I think I have plenty of arrows in my back to (laughs) prove what happens sometimes when you go ahead of the pack.
0: Well, now I hope you have them in your quiver and not in your back. (laughs) A combination. So Pioneer Security, the title, the logo, and evolve from Pioneer Electronics and such, and you've always been fascinated in it. I can recall one of my closed circuit monitors. I had like 700 feet of cable that I had to lay in order for me to have monitoring. Things have evolved from those days. Is there still hard wiring involved in security systems, and how does that play as opposed to what is now the wireless environment?
1: Great question. When I started in the business, I was 15 years old, and I'll 65 this year, there was only hardwired systems. And I think the name hardwire came from the fact that it was hard to run the wire. (laughs) Technology evolved. We started putting wireless systems in probably 35 years ago, plus or minus. And we still install wireless systems, but we also install hardwire systems and sometimes a combination. Uh, For example, if we were installing a system in a large home and it required multiple keypads, we would be running wires to those keypads for power or power and data. We might be putting wireless sensors on doors, windows, motion detectors, heat detectors, smoke detectors, flood All detectors, right. da, da 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 So we use a combination of both. Now, what's changed in the wireless security system world is today we have encrypted sensors. So if your application demands higher security than, say, a mom-and-pop retail store, you may want encrypted sensors. We've actually been installing encrypted sensors on some of our systems for perhaps 15 years.
0: Just so my audience understands, in this wireless environment... It's just not a Wi-Fi connection. It's an encrypted device that goes through a wireless connection, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and we'll get into that in a moment. But but it's it has a layer of protection that somebody just can't hack into a particular or selection of monitoring systems. Am I right?
1: The answer is perhaps a bit broader. When we say wireless systems, you can apply the wireless to several parts of the system. First of all, the communication from the business to the monitoring station is almost certainly today wireless, generally handled via cellular. Our newer systems are typically sending the message to the monitoring center via cellular and over the internet, which could be Wi-Fi. So we use typically the more advanced systems today, dual communication paths such that if the cell service was down, it could still send the signal via Wi-Fi. So one part of the wireless aspect has to do with communication to the monitoring center. The second part of wireless having to do with security systems would be, how does the individual sensor, the door sensor, window sensor, glass break, motion sensor, connect from the door, say, to the brain of the system? It could be, for example, wired, but it could also be wireless. And the wireless varieties would be either non-encrypted, which represents probably 99% of the current security systems, and probably about 1%, maybe gaining to 1% to 2% are encrypted. That's the newest technology. And the question is, why does it need to be encrypted in the real world? We've had very few attacks of burglars that had the sophistication to hack into the systems. If you search on YouTube, you can find them, and guys have developed various strategies to do it. But as an alarm company operator, I can tell you it's extremely rare in the real world that they do that. The guys that have the brain power to hack into systems typically aren't the average burglar. Nonetheless, the manufacturers in Uh, constantly seeking to improve and differentiate their product, uh, now have encrypted systems. We've used encrypted systems, as I say, for about 15 years. Some of these systems, we would, for example, install motion detectors, and the motion detectors were wireless, and they had cameras built into them. So that if an intruder went into the protected area, the motion detector would trigger within one one hundredth of a second, the camera would start. It would take a 10 second video clip and it would send that to the monitoring center so that when the motion detector was going off, our operators weren't wondering, is this a cat a rat, a dog, a helium filled mylar balloon at uh, Valentine's Day? or is it a human? In that way, we could eliminate false alarms and prioritize police response to real alarms so that they could catch someone. Uh, Only about 4% plus or minus of alarm activations are real. So 96% of the time, the police department, sheriff's department are wasting their resources and manpower running after non-existent situations.
0: And I've owned businesses like that where my alarm would go off, and I'm 40 minutes away. I would end up showing up, and there was nothing. Somebody perhaps broke into the restroom. So I finally just took the alarm off the restroom to my truck stop, and all alarm activity ended. But that was the old systems. Nowadays, technology has empowered the small business owner, for, well, business owner and the, the individual to have an interaction. And as you're, we're going to get into how you, the, that interaction can be. You can see here and threaten them essentially, before the cops ever show up. We're talking with Howard Feldman from the company, Pioneer Security Services. And if you have a small business security problem, well, we are here to solve problems with Business Soup. Howard, let's get into technology has changed so much that we now have the ability through your system, which got my attention, to be able to see them, hear them, and interact with them. How long has that technology been around?
1: We deploy systems today where we install cameras on the exterior of a business and basically create a cone of protection around the business. The technology has, in one form or another, existed for more than 20 years, but the technology today is much more robust. Twenty years ago, you would find these types of systems deployed, for example, on car dealerships to protect the right. car inventory at night. These systems were expensive; it would cost the car dealer two to three thousand dollars a month to monitor his lot. While two to three thousand dollars is expensive, it's fractional uh, in terms of the cost of a human guard, and the cameras have a benefit that they never fall asleep. They don't take bathroom breaks. They don't come in late and they never ever steal from you. I'm not trying to disparage guards like anybody else. They're humans and some of them are less honest than others.
0: Well, and there is that factor where there's oftentimes a timetable. And if you are that sophisticated and and you really wanted to get inside, you can look to see or just basically monitor yourself when that guard approaches. But Today, the technology is such where they don't know that you're watching with the type of technology that you're deploying. So so with technology, you now deploy a system that can detect the presence, identify who they are from a manned station, and interact with them before me, the business owner, is ever being forced to get involved. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to just go back to the card dealer analogy for a Please. moment. When we put the camera systems in, they're superior than a human guard walking around a car lot because, for example, car lot is large. So if two criminals want to take down a car lot, one can be on each side of the car lot. And when the guard goes and patrols the east side of the property, the guy tells his confederate uh, to attack and steal from the west side. And when he moves to the west side, The guy on the east side's pilfers. There could be 20 cameras on the car dealership, and all the cameras are looking in all the directions all the time. So in that way, it's superior coverage. With respect to today's technology on the cameras and, say, a smaller or medium business, we deploy the cameras on the outside of the business, and our guards start watching the cameras when the business is closed. So if the business closes at 6 p.m. at night from 6.01 p.m. at night till, say, 8 a.m. in the morning, we are watching that business continuously.
0: Now, when you say your guards are on duty, you're talking about a remote location and they're viewing all of the monitors that are focused in on the business itself.
1: Pretty close. The guards are sitting in a remote location here in California or in Utah, as an example, and... They're not watching all of the businesses all the time because it simply would be fatiguing and they'd be taking in too much information and they they really couldn't function. So what we do is we use video analytics and artificial intelligence, and we're only looking at the areas when there's a human or vehicle that are moving in the protected zones, those areas Pop through to the guards to observe. They're not spending their time observing empty areas because it's simply a waste of time.
0: So when there is a sensor that is alerted or detects a vehicle or a human or motion, it's able through artificial intelligence to determine whether it's a dog, a cat, a person, or a vehicle. Exactly. And at that point, then if it is a person or a vehicle, then it then comes up on the monitor and your 24-7 people at their remote locations, they can now see what's going on and their attention is brought to your facility.
1: Right. So let's just say, uh, hypothetically, you had a gun store and it was a simple gun store, a simple square shape. We might have One camera on each side of the building, a total of four cameras. If someone got within 30, 35 feet of the outside of the building at night when the building was closed, the guards would be seeing them. Their movement in the protected zone would activate the artificial intelligence, and we would be looking at the video feed literally five seconds after the suspicious person entered that area. And then the guards would assess, is that person a threat? For example, our primary vendor, the guards are trained to look for suspicious behavior. And they can sort out suspicious behavior versus routine behavior. Somebody you know, may have just wandered into the area innocently. So we, we sort that out. And if there's any type of suspicious behavior, the guards are able to talk directly to the suspicious person through speakers that are built into the camera system. So if there was a suspicious character on the property, we would be able to address them directly in approximately 15 seconds while they're outside the building. Now, this is a huge game-changing advantage because our systems allow us to predict and prevent crime before it happens. We can stop vandalism. We can uh, stop loiterers. As you know, here in San Diego County, it's the sixth largest homeless problem area in the country. Uh, And that's become actually a huge part of our business. But we can stop criminal behavior before they're tagging the building or breaking in. And we can also stop on a residential side, home invasions and porch pirates. We react that fast.
0: There are other competitors out there that we see them advertised on television. They're talking the same type of services. as. How are they different from what Pioneer Security Services delivers?
1: There are a lot of people in the electronic security space, and many of them are offering do-it-yourself systems now. But these are generally alarm systems that perhaps have cameras attached. Let's compare this briefly with an alarm system for a moment from the perspective of a businessman. If you have an alarm in your business, and I recommend that you do have an alarm in your business. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Here's basically the way it works. You mentioned restaurants, so I'll go to a restaurant, uh, for example. Somebody breaks into the restaurant. Generally, there'll be a sounding device, a siren, on the property, and hopefully the siren will convince the burglar to leave. Right. It either will or it won't. But the sequence of events is the following. Somebody breaks in, they break a door contact, they activate a motion detector, glass break, whatever. The alarm should activate at the site and it will send the alarm signal to the monitoring center in perhaps 10 seconds, plus or minus. Then the alarm company operator dispatcher will look at the signal and see what the action plan is for that signal. In the restaurant, Usually they're going to call Mr. Restaurant Owner at 2 a.m. in the morning and say, John, this is Pioneer Security. We've got an alarm on the front door, back door, whatever. Do you want us to send the police? May sound like a ridiculous question. But it's not in this day and age because most police departments, as a result of the high number of false alarms, have imposed fines. Right. For example, here in San Diego City, if your alarm goes off once in a year; they send you a bill for a hundred dollars. Second time, two hundred. Third time, three hundred. Fourth time, four hundred. Fifth time, five hundred bucks. And if you haven't got the hint after <laughs> five times, after five times, they shut you off. So. That's why the alarm company calls the business owner, because the business owner may have more knowledge about the property who's coming and going, or they may have video cameras to look in. So assuming the business owner wants the police dispatch, which they typically would, that's why they pay for the alarm coverage, the dispatcher hangs up with Mr. Tour, and then they call the police department. And when they call the police department, basically, they identify themselves from Pioneer Security. They say, we have a restaurant, Milton's Delicatessen, at uh, 1234 Via Della Valle in Delmar.
0: Oh, you picked a good one. Yeah,
1: it is a good one, isn't it? (laughs) And uh, they tell them which part of the alarm activated, front door, back door, motion detector. And that whole dispatch cycle or dance, if you will, generally takes about six to seven minutes to complete. Once the police have been notified, they put it out over the air, either via radio or an electronic system, and deliver it to the patrol cars. And the police have to prioritize their manpower, and typical alarm systems are not the highest priority on their list. A life and death situation would be the highest priority. So, The police will come, but I would expect it would probably take about 23 minutes for the police to get there. That's 23 minutes plus the six or seven for dispatch or a total elapsed time of about a half hour. Now, my 23 minutes is just based on my experience in Southern California. Could be slightly different, but I don't think it's that different nationally. Of course, as you know, 73.5% of statistics are totally made up. So I'm just giving you my, my, appro- my approximation of the situation.
0: Well, that wouldn't be a statistic. That would be a
1: guess. Exactly.
0: That's pretty close to
1: reality. And I've certainly looked at thousands of alarm dispatches over the years. I've looked at the reports, and, and I can see the times. So for Southern California, for the marketplace we serve, that's pretty close to accurate. So the hope is that the siren or bell or sounder has stop the criminal in his tracks, and he's retreated. Because if not, the cavalry doesn't arrive for a half hour. And that's the reality. So with respect to the proactive video monitoring, we can stop the guy within 15 seconds, and he's still outside the building and hasn't even committed the crime yet. Major difference.
0: That is. And what an evolution this has taken. Security systems nowadays have the ability, and as we see them in all stores and such, monitor inside and outside of the business as well. How do you combine these systems together inside and outside, say a restaurant over my cash register, over the back door where my food comes in and hopefully doesn't go out? How does that work together? They're
1: probably going to be two different systems. The proactive video monitoring system is going to go on the exterior of the business and there'll be special cameras. Inside the business, you need cameras for multiple reasons to detect Slip and fall accidents to put a camera over the cash register to record all transactions and cash handling. The cameras are useful for about 13 different reasons, including sexual harassment, robbery, burglary, slip and falls, vendor theft, sweethearting, which would be when a cashier checks somebody out. Uh, and gives them prime filet at 30 cents a pound, uh, <laughs> et cetera. So you've, you've got an internal camera system, and you might have cameras on the outside of the business also. But 95% of the cameras are not being monitored. They may be reviewed if there's a crime, and they're being reviewed for forensic information. That forensic information may be less valuable than a business owner would think. I would say a decade ago, those camera systems had greater deterrent value than today. I've looked at far too many videos that came from customers when their places were broken into and the alarm activates and and we correlated the cameras and the alarms. And basically what we saw was guys or even gals wearing hoodies. The hoodie seems to be the universal cloak of invisibility for criminals today. And criminals know their cameras all over the place and they just don't seem to care. They put the hoodie on and they go and they do whatever they were going to do. Today, that might be a hoodie and a mask. So the forensic value of the camera footage has been greatly diminished.
0: Now, is there facial recognition software that can also be run with these systems that in the event that you get some features that would help the police on my behalf?
1: There are facial recognition systems, but that's not really the mainstay of of our business. I can only think of a small number of clients that we put facial recognition uh, systems in for Some of the facial recognition cameras and camera vendors are getting some pushback from uh, privacy concerns, including here in the city of uh, San Diego. So, no, they're generally not facial recognition.
0: Well, let's talk briefly about what system you have. And we were talking about how you came to my attention with Pioneer Security and what really got my attention was that my audience anywhere in this country could have this system that you have because you have the ability to deploy, install, and monitor anywhere in the country. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, we have a new system, a new technology. This quarter, we have hardwired cameras in this technology that we can get installed any place in California or any place nationwide for that matter. The way the cameras work is somebody gets into the field of view of the camera and they're picked up immediately by the video analytics and artificial intelligence. And in five seconds, the image is sent live to our virtual guard center where humans are sitting watching the cameras and poised to react very quickly. Would you like to hear a sound sample? Certainly. I'm going to ask you to, to uh, use your imagination for a second and transform yourself into a lowlife life that's lurking outside the restaurant at 2 a.m. in the morning uh, where he or she doesn't belong. Um, and they're a little nervous already because they're engaged in criminal behavior. Uh, and all of a sudden, out of the, the darkness where they are creeping around, this is what they hear and experience. Stop.
0: You in the black jacket. Drop the package. security, and your image is being recorded. Police
1: are being notified. So these cameras are yelling at the suspect at a, about 104 dB. There's also red lights flashing. And I know I put you in a strange position, but I asked you to get into this. The mind of a criminal for a minute and what would you do if you were outside the building you were about to break in and all of a sudden we started screaming at
0: you well criminal or not if i was standing there tying my shoelace and all of a sudden the building's screaming at me i would definitely move on
1: exactly and you might not be overtly starting to break in but if you're on our property, a property that we protect at 2 a.m. in the morning, we're going to challenge you just as a human security guard would and it'll sound approximately like this. Hello sir, this is Sentinel Security. Is there a reason why you on this property? That's a female guard. Here's a male guard same basic story. we call that the hello protocol we say hello we're polite but we're challenging we're challenging why are you here and you may have a reason if you have a reason you could be janitorial or whatever you can talk to us because the our camera systems also have a microphone and if you have a credible story it makes sense you know we won't bother you anymore if we question who you are and we get your story. We can get the owner of the business on the phone immediately and tell them who you are, what your story is. And the owner can, in fact, look at the cameras live, and then we can make a determination what we need to do. But if you're not supposed to be there, John, we're going to basically scream at you to leave and expect you to leave. We're going to command you to leave. And you're either going to do that or you're not going to do it. And if you don't listen to us,
0: we have a couple other tricks up our sleeve. Well, as a business owner, most of my life, I have found that nothing good comes about at 2 (laughs) a.m.
1: Pretty true. If our commands don't get your attention, this is the next step. We start blowing siren noises at you like this. Okay. We (laughs) blow sirens until you leave the property. All right. That that gets 99% of the people to move. Then if you don't like siren A, we switch the tone to siren B. This generally gets people to move on. Even homeless people that may be drug or alcohol damaged uh, usually will not tolerate more than two to three minutes of siren. And they move on because we've created a hostile acoustic environment. And if that doesn't work, we have yet more tricks up our sleeve.
0: Well, and the last call to action is calling the cops if it if that's what's necessary. But you've gone through each one of the steps before that to make sure that the business owner, in this case, doesn't have to make a mad dash or the cops down to the property if you can move them on down the road, make them somebody else's problem.
1: Unfortunately, at the end of the day, we're almost in the pest control business. We solve it at your business and then the rodents go next door. That's our business. But if the sirens and the commands don't work, the next thing we do is we literally make a 911 call from the business property address to local law enforcement. That's a very quick call because it comes in as your business name and address There aren't 20 questions. We tell them we're watching the camera, there's somebody going into the business, and they're on that as a high priority. I have a video from earlier this year. It was on a home invasion we interrupted. uh, And when the guards called the police, they were literally on scene in one minute and 41 seconds. You can't get that type of reaction from an alarm system.
0: Well, and that and more is available where all business comes to, and that is at bizsoup.com, where you can get not only the transcript, but the audio of this program and the links to Howard and his company, Pioneer Security Services. It's right here in my hometown where I grew up down in San Diego, but it has a reach across the country. And Howard, there are so many things we can continue on about business and home security, but we got to move on, and I would invite you to come back another time for another serving of business soup where we can show some more examples of how people and businesses can cover their assets because there's more than the cost of a security system. If you don't have one, you are going to pay for it in spades from not only the deductible on your plate glass, but also the business that is lost as a result of whatever the incident is the security itself is the minor cost to what you can lose as a result of your business being shut down. From Pioneer Security Services, Howard Feldman. Howard, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks a million, John. Have a great day.
0: This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debavois, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business.